this is one of those events where we're going to be sort of working on our business um, and learning some some tactics that can help you become the best known cleaner so that uh, you're going to get that that growth in your company and you're going to be able to ride through survive and thrive through any economic challenges because the best known is the one that makes it out the other end really, really well. Everybody else starts fighting for and jockeying for positions. So this is one of those things we're going to talk about. So if that all sounds good, let's, let's get into, let's get into today's presentation. Welcome to the carpet cleaner success podcast. A show created to inspire carpet cleaning business owners to build their own thriving residential and commercial cleaning business. Your host, John Clendenning, has built and sold successful cleaning businesses for multiple six figures over his 30-year career and is the founder of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, a digital agency that turns your online marketing into a lead generation machine. Tune in as John shares proven tips, strategies, and expert interviews to help fast-track your success in the carpet cleaning industry. Best known cleaner. So if you're on the last training or the training a couple months ago, we kind of introduced the whole omnipresence marketing system, talking about the best known cleaner. Uh, why do you need to be the best known cleaner? What's what's the point about being um, known in and around town as 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 the best? So Grant Cardone, a uh, very famous marketer um, and sales coach and business leader and stuff like that, talks about it's not actually the most important to be the best. It's most important to be the best known. But the reason why we're talking about best known cleaner versus the best is, you know, in every every realm, we know that something that is the best known that people go to that may not be the best. Think of the best known ketchup. Think of, think of the best known, you know, golf balls and and you name it, fishing rods and things like that. The best known is not always the best, Right. Being the best known is more important to the growth of your business. Very critical. And as we're running through these weird economic times that we don't know, are we going up? Are we going down? Are we having a soft landing? There are certain industries that are just getting hit hard right now in certain parts of the country and other industries going, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it, but, you know, we do know that, you know, consumer debt is rising. Unemployment is trying to go up a little bit to try and break the economy, to bring inflation down and all of these things. And it impacts um, discretionary income. So these trainings that we do every month are even more important. The blog posts that I write and put out as often as I can every couple of weeks or so on, on really deep topics on the website. Very, very important. You want to really be working on your business, not in it. You can go to work every day and whether you're the guy in the truck, whether you're managing the crews and you know dropping off area rugs and doing quotes and things like that, general managing your business or actually write hands-on in it like I was for years. Um, all of those roles in my 27 years of owning carpet cleaning, maid service, and other businesses, uh, you want to spend a good deal of time working on your business. And that's this is one of those events where we're going to be sort of working on our business um, and learning some some tactics that can help you become the best known cleaner so that uh, you're going to get that that growth in your company, and you're going to be able to ride through, survive and thrive through any economic challenges because the best known is the one that makes it out the other end really, really well. Everybody else starts fighting for and jockeying for positions. So this is one of those things we're going to talk about. So if that all sounds good, 
let's let's get into let's get into today's presentation. So the title of this was the new SEO formula for carpet cleaners and home home service um, um, businesses. So before we get started, normal housekeeping rules. We're going to be trying to be through this in about an hour or so, give or take, depending on uh, um, you know where we go deep on a certain some things. We're trying to give you a lot of actionable information and also a lot of sort of strategy and mindset that you need to be thinking about why things are important, what's changed, what was working two years ago that might be working, that isn't working now, could be hurting you, things like that. So I want you to turn off your cell phones, unless you're on your cell phone right now, then turn off all your alerts and stuff like that. Uh, turn off your Facebooks and your, you know, Twitters and Instagrams and TikToks and all that kind of stuff. If you own a home cleaning service business at all, and you're serious about growing your business, this is deep, deep information from not only me, but people that have been in the trenches for decades, right? So you're dealing with people that have been through recessions twice on my account, 2001, two recession and eight, nine, 10 recession and stuff like that. So if you're concerned about that, if that's coming up, that's, that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of sort of history leaves, leaves clues. And we're going to be, you know, we need to work our way through it. We actually grew through the recession and came out the other end stronger and lost a whole bunch of our competitors in the process. And our business doubled on the outside of that. So, you know, it was all based on an attention on marketing. One of the reasons why we called the business carpet cleaning mark carpet cleaner marketing masters is you don't gain a customer unless you market. So you market to get customers, you market to keep customers, you market to get employees. Um, everything we do in life is, is based on that marketing. So, um, yep. So, um, latest updates and out to the Google alg algorithm, what could be, as we mentioned, what could be hurting in the past, could be hurting you in the past, um, how to optimize the new SEO formula. I know we had a fourth bullet point. Um, obviously, we had a placeholder for it and uh, didn't get put in here. But um, but yeah, these are the things we're going to be covering today, all about the way Google now works and, and why you want to be seen on Google. So for those of you that are new here, let's just do this really quickly. Um, who am I? So um, I've been a career business owner since 1990 while still in high school. Kind of dates me a little bit, tells you a little bit about my age. Um, but I've owned service businesses my entire life. Um, I kind of didn't didn't decide to go down the college route and uh, um, started working, uh, did a presentation in senior year of high school uh, where we had to go see the bank um, just to get brownie points for the presentation. Bank uh, bank manager was so impressed. Still remember the guy's name, Ray Seed. He handed my my partner Scott and I at the time, uh, business partner, um, the money to actually start a window cleaning business in the summer. Um, enough money to buy vans and ladders and everything else like that because he was really impressed with our business plan that we had put together because we you know went deep with it and that started a journey into entrepreneurship. A couple of years later, Scott went off to college and did other things. Um, I decided not to jump over the side of forty-story buildings and sitting in a little swing stage, bosun chair they call it, and got down on the ground, started owning janitorial companies and got into the carpet cleaning world and bought maid service businesses, flood restoration, and have worked with franchise networks and everything as a consultant, um, but also, you know, in, in, in those environments as well. 
So yeah, so I've done it all. I've lectured around the world, done three-day elite retreats to teach people how to deliver a client service experience, how to think of a marketing first mentality. Why? Because I had to learn it myself. So I've invested a couple hundred thousand dollars to this point in my own marketing training just to run my service businesses. And then people started tapping me on the shoulder and said, hey, you seem to have this marketing thing figured out. Can you help me out on it? And I started doing consulting in the mid-2000s, late-2000s, and then opened up a digital marketing agency um, about 10 years ago, originally targeting um, just anybody in my local market. I started speaking for the Chamber of Commerce a couple times a month uh, for a couple of years and did a lot of local clients and realized, you know what? I like cleaners. I know cleaners. I want to talk to cleaners. And that that became Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters. Wrote the book, uh, Clean Guide to Internet Marketing for Carpet Cleaners. You can get it on Amazon. Go look it up. Uh, number one book in our space. So um, yeah, and I finally sold off all my brick and mortar businesses. Um, the final one in the middle of the pandemic there, 2001. So two years now, I sold it off um, and generated multiple returns on investment and stuff like that just because of how omnipresent we we were and still are in the local marketplace. Um, you can sell your business for more as well. You're not selling it for the price of the truck mount and the price of the RX-20s and, and wands and equipment and all that kind of stuff. You're selling it for the impact and the, and the, 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 um, the, the, the number of leads you have, the number of um, confirmed customers you have and all that kind of stuff and your goodwill. And uh, the, the person who bought it went and got an actual small business loan and was able to use the prospectus that we provided to qualify for that loan with very little down, actually. So a um, little bit else about us, about me, um, clean, um, um, cleaning industry leader of the year 2023 this year on the front cover of Clean Facts um, interview, um, speak with Jeff Cross and the whole Clean Facts ISSA crowd on a quite regular basis. And some of these other guys you probably know, uh, Mark Sager, Dusty Roberts, um, uh, Howard Partridge, stuff like that. Just just big part of the industry and trying to help out as much as possible, just as much as those guys do. So that's what we're in for. So more importantly is what are our clients and the people we work with and the people we consult with think of what we do. The goal is that you want to become the best known cleaner, not just ranking everywhere. You want to be, you know, you want to um, be seen everywhere you are. So, um, and one of those ways to be seen is SEO. So the question comes from Ross Geller here. Does SEO even matter anymore? Right? And that's a really good question. We've got um, local service ads and Facebook ads and Google ads, and we've got um, door hangers and flyers and, and, you know, yard signs and all that stuff. You've got wrapped vans. You've got um, connections you've made in the local marketplace with strategic partners like carpet stores, interior designers, maid services. Hopefully you've got all of those things in place. Does, does SEO still have a role in 2023 in helping your business grow? So before I answer that question, let's kind of take one step back about the omnipresence marketing system and understand the three core principles to see if it, it has some clues in whether SEO fits in or not. So the three core principles of marketing success, and this isn't just digital marketing, just marketing success in general, growing any sort of business. I don't care if you're a carpet cleaner, a roofer, um, a plumber, a chiropractor, you know, a plastic surgeon, three core principles of marketing success are universal. Principle number one, you want to maximize your opportunities to generate a lead. And in fact, I like to always put in there a qualified lead. We don't want just any lead, but we want leads that are 
our ideal customer type. And we've talked about that in other trainings and webinars and stuff like that. But you want to maximize that opportunity to generate a lead. You don't want to be one of these businesses that we hear from all the time. You know what? I, I, I used to use local service ads, right? If you jumped into that early, it worked brilliantly. Under $20 a lead, we got tons of them. And that was great. And then something started to happen. And the leads started going up to 30 and $40 and the quality disappeared. Now there's some games you can play to actually get a better quality, but then all of a sudden, you know, our business suffered. And my question is always, well, why did your business suffer? Well, that was really the only place we're getting leads, John, right? Well, what if Google turned that off? What if you got suspended? Well, we'd be out of business, right? So uh, maximizing your opportunities to get a lead means broadly having lots and lots and lots of irons in the fire, having lots of rods, um, lines in the water, if you're a fisherman, um, things like that. You want to make sure that you have more opportunity to catch a fish, um, get an ideal qualified prospect. So you need all of those things I talked about. You need, you need to, you need to be seen everywhere your ideal customer is possibly looking. So we're going to talk about where your ideal customer is possibly looking and you need to be seen everywhere in a positive proper light. You need to maximize your brand impressions because when they see you over and over and over again, that's part of that omnipresence, best known cleaner. Who are they going to call when they finally need somebody? Are they going to jump on your radar? Are they going to get your monthly newsletter, print or digital? Are they going to join a contest you're running? You know, maybe a free whole home of cleaning, just contest that you're running on social media. Um, are you, Are they going to do it? Well, they're going to do that if they know, like, and trust you. How do they, they're going to hire you if they know, like, and trust you. They're going to refer you if they know, like, and trust you. So, and they're going to become your referral partners if they know, like, and trust you. And you can, you can um, get people to know, like, and trust you ahead of time with great branding. So Google loves branding online, digital. They love brands these days. It's a big part of their algorithm. But you also, in your local marketplace, um, I know stories of businesses, maybe only two and three trucks, um, carpet cleaners, maid services, roofers, whatever, who rebrand a business. They maybe buy an old business, take it over from the parents, you know, RJ's carpet cleaning, and it was just an R and a J on the side of the van. And then they change it to like, you know, um, healthy planet carpet cleaning or things like that. That's one example, actually fully wrap the trucks up. And next thing you know, over the next three months, everybody goes, Oh my God, I see you guys everywhere. They didn't change. They still got three trucks, right? But that branding, just driving around, leaving yard signs, door hangers, just being seen, you know, um, back of buses and bus benches and those kinds of things. As you expand, there's ways that you can become more omnipresent, right? To radio and local TV and billboards. If you're a half a million, three quarters of a million, million dollar a year business, you should be doing that in your local marketplace because look at the plumbing company that you know is that big. Look at the HVAC company that you know is that big. They are actually doing these things. Look at the lawyers you know that are that size. Why are they doing that? For brand impressions because it helps support all of your other marketing, right? So, and then you want to maximize your conversions. It's not good enough to make people aware of you and get in front of your ideal customer if they come in and leave. They don't convert. So a little bit of what we're going to talk about is conversions here today. It all factors into all of it, but um, but yeah, we've we've got entire trainings on on a lot of this stuff going way deeper on each one of them. But so if we take that in mind and we understand that, for example, um, this is an average search page for Denver carpet cleaning as an example, right? We're just pulling this up. At the top here is our local service ads. Right below it is the Google paid ads. Right below that is the maps listing. 
and organic or SEO doesn't show up until below that where the websites show up. So it's like, yeah, do I, you know, if I've got a little bit here and here, do I really need that? And that's a really good question. The answer is, yeah, you do. 73% of the clicks come from what we like to call the organic zone. So the organic zone is Google Maps. That's an organic listing. Um, You can't buy your way into it. You have to influence Google and there's a whole bunch of proximity data. We'll talk a little bit about that because it does kind of fit into the um, SEO conversation, but we did an entire training on going deep and just ranking your Google Maps listing and having that figured out. You can go back into our um, podcast and webinar history on our website under the, the training library and see see that there. There's one done recently this year. Um, but the, 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 the first few, like the, you've got a, a listing of, of websites as well. One thing to understand is what shows up in these websites also includes Yelp, also includes Angie's List, like right here, also includes, there's Yelp, Angie's List, Thumbtacks, and Home Advisors, and all of those kinds of stuff. Why do they show up there? Because they spend millions and millions of dollars a year to rank organically in marketplaces all across Canada, the United States. And why do they do that? Because it works. It drives eyeballs and leads to their platform to then have a lead come to you. So now they have a value because they're a directory, right? So why wouldn't you want to be there too? Interesting point of the 73, 67% of the listings that arrive on Google. And we use Google because Google has about 70% of the search engine audience, maybe even as high as 78, 79%, depending on which stats you look at. Um, Most people use Google Everybody else goes somewhere else. Um, so they might use, um, you know, as their search engine, they might use Safari, they might use um, Bing and Yahoo and things like that. But most people use Google. So we like to talk about, we like to talk about Google. So um, 67% actually um, hit up the first five listings. So three of them are, are in the maps pack. And there's a little pros and cons about that. And then the next two listings two to three listings on the organic, the website's right below that. That's where people show people look the most. The, scrolling down beyond that, you know, the, the old joke used to be that what's the best place to hide a dead body? Well, page two of Google. Um, I've said that joke far too many times in, in uh, live presentations for the chamber and stuff over the years. Nowadays, a lot of the scroll just keeps happening. You get to the bottom and it just scrolls farther. Google's deciding not to have pages that need to flip in a lot of search environments. So, um, Kind of, kind of makes that joke not quite as relevant, but you get the idea. People don't scroll down. Once you've got three or four scrolls in you, it's not, um, they found the information they want. So we're going to be talking about how do you actually show up here in the maps listing as part of your SEO plan that really is about getting, you know, on, on your website and stuff like that. So I guess the question now is, do we think that SEO still matters? Are we starting to get a sense that being where the people look, Google Maps SEO, that's called local SEO, and organic SEO, which is the the websites, definitely still matters because that's 73% of the traffic to your website. And if you put in the time and effort, it's not a pay and you're in, it is an influence over time. And that's what we're going to talk about. What causes that to go up or what can you do to damage it and cause it to go down and how is that impacting your business? Well, you can impact your business 
you know, massively by just being the one that shows up for all the different search terms. And there's thousands of them for all your different services, all the different cities that you target and things like that. That is all, all critically important. So what I did want to show as an example is um, one of our clients just recently um, to show that on, on a monthly basis, we run the reports. Where did all your leads come from? Especially from the stuff that we help with and in, influence. But still, we just like to know all lead sources. If you notice here, 75% of the leads that came in, these are physical people that started a chat, started um, filled out a form on a website, or picked up the phone and called. With good call tracking, you know where all of these people come from. 75%, 127 on organic, 89 on Google Maps before they got into, it used to be called GMB. It's now called Google Business Profile. Same thing, GBP. Um, but paid Facebook ads, Google ads, extensions, content, all that kind of stuff filled in the rest. But you don't want to not do paid because there's a value to that, an ROI, and you you land long-term clients. Uh, but they're the highest cost lead. Um, you want to be doing organic because organic takes a while to build up and it's just, you know, they always like to show um, uh, or the, mention the, the, the idea that investing in your organic rankings, your SEO, the investment can be static every single month, like the same amount of time, effort, money, if you're ha hiring somebody to help you with it, things like that. And over time, it starts slow. And then there's a point at which it just keeps going up and up and up and up. And you, you, you hit a threshold eventually, but that's years down the road. You're just dominating more and more and more. And it's one of those channels where you, do, you, you should be dominating over time. So it starts off slow and it almost feels like, oh, is this even worth my time? Only because Google is not trusting you yet. And we'll talk about this. You need to, you need to enter Google's algorithm to be able to, for Google to decide to move you up and move somebody else down in those search terms, right? So to be able to do that, you're influencing over time and Google doesn't just get influenced like that. They'll, they'll let you pay to be in today and all your competitors. That might be why local service ads aren't working as well for some businesses. There's ways to influence that as well. And there's some really strong strategies you can put in place there. It's not just to set it, forget it like they sell it on, but that's that's just part of that traffic. You want this big crowd. You want to have 75% of your leads coming in from 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 organic as well. And you have to put the, the time, effort, and thought in. So being here today, or if you're watching to the, this on replay, this is part of that putting in the time effort. So so yes, SEO still matters. You can't rely on paid advertising alone. It's your most expensive lead. You don't want to leave it behind. You want to be able to be omnipresent and seen everywhere, but you want to be juggling a bunch of balls. You want to have cast a wide net. I'll, I can continue to use a whole bunch of different metaphors and analogies for this, but um, you want to make sure that you got lots of lines in the water. We can, there's another one, but because you want to get leads from everywhere possible. So if one of them starts slowing down a little bit right now, and another one's picking up. So what? Like you're watching the numbers and you're adjusting and over, you know, you're, you're maintaining that consistent lead flow of, of new customers, past customers, referral customers, all of that kind of stuff. And that consistent lead flow comes from good marketing, good omnipresence, even to your own database. Um, they see you around and go, yeah, I made a good choice choosing these guys because I see them everywhere. Everybody seems to like them, those kinds of things. So 
So yeah, so if that makes sense, and hopefully I haven't uh, beaten that one too hard, um, what I do want to talk about now is some of the biggest changes that have gone on, because there's things that everybody knew about SEO that have radically changed in the last couple of years and keep changing to this day. Google updates their algorithm all the time. They want to deliver the best experience to somebody who searches for something. They don't want you going, ah, this Google thing doesn't work and going off to do something else. They want, that's why Google became the number one search engine um, and, you know, owns uh, like that 60 to 70% of the search market um, or 70, 80% of the search market, depending on where you look at the numbers, because they're better at it. They literally just created a better, better algorithm. Um, and they, they serve up more often than not better information for anything you're searching for to the point where you prefer the outcome and you go back to that search engine. So they change stuff all the time to continue to be competitive and, and not lose that position. So what are some of the big changes? Detailed and well-written content now matters. There used to be a day where you could just put a thin website, a Wix website, maybe a whole bunch of spammy backlinks, um, and you would rank because nobody else was doing it. In fact, I got my start in digital marketing, just doing affiliate marketing. They call it where you're you're basically building websites to get clicks and and sell, um, you know, um, products or sell. Uh, um, digital products and things like that. Um, I knew a little, I learned a little bit about SEO while running cleaning businesses. And this was just a side hustle. I did it in the mid 2000s and stuff like that. Made pretty good money just as a side thing, built thousands of websites. Uh, and then they all, uh, there's a, an update that called the Panda update. And Panda basically said, well, the content quality has to be good. You can't just duplicate a whole bunch of pages. You can't just have thin light content and a whole bunch of backlinks and bury things on the page and all these, you know, these techniques and scams that everybody used to kind of do. And some people still do to this day um, because Google understands that that's not a good user experience. So they, they figured out what was happening and they wrote an, a, a change in the algorithm to fix that. What they really want is legitimate, authentic content. At the end of the day, Google is just a content engine. That's all it is. It reads pages. It's just, it's just a reader. And it reads pages and it, it decides based on a bunch of parameters which page should be shown for the search term and based on a bunch of stuff. So detailed, well-written content now matters more than ever. And we'll talk about what, kind, what constitutes detailed, well-written content. Low quality and spammy links pointed to your, back to your website will actually crush your chances of ranking. You need quality links now. In fact, if you've got a lot of low quality links, um, you need somebody to go and assess all of that for you and do what's called disavowing them because you need to tell Google, you know what? That's not my link. I didn't do that. Um, I hired some SEO company or somebody tried to spam link me to, to get me out of the rankings and all of these, these links that aren't mine, um, that aren't legitimate, um, I don't want you to count them because I can't get rid of them. So there is a whole movement to disavow links. It happened a couple of years ago, but it should be in your brain um, that you don't want links from crappy sources. Um, ideally, and this is a hard one sometimes for us carpet cleaners and home cleaning services to understand or listen to, um, ideally, you really want a physical office in your target city to rank good in organic maps, 
So you want to, you want to, you know, local SEO, as they call it, the maps ranking part of that crowd that we talked about, those three to there, those five spots, five to six spots that get most of the traffic. Part of that's the maps listing. And again, we did a whole training on, on maps specifically, but, um, a lot of carpet cleaners and cleaning businesses, uh, when they're starting out, you have a service area business. You go into Google, if it's out of your home, they don't want you showing the home address. They're even nowadays they're getting you to walk around and take pictures or do a live stream to show that you actually have a legitimate office with signage and all of that kind of stuff. You know, you can get virtual or not virtual office, but, but small offices within a building, within, you know, places like that for three to 500 bucks these days. Think about it is a, is a, you know, somewhere in that four to six grand a, a year going to generate you um, more than one new customer a month to pay for that, that, you know, that, that, that location. If it's, if, if you kind of think you're at that stage in your business and it will, it's, it's worthwhile investment because if you can get an office within about a seven mile, five to seven mile radius of your best clients in the best city that you want to be in. So if you're in the small town outside the big city and most of your clients are there, if you can get a small office um, there, we've seen people take like, you know, you know, the, the back warehouse or shipping bay of a, you know, of a, uh, of an industrial strip mall right near, you know, a, a major subdivision of ideal clients. There's, there's different ways to do it. There's um, shared office spaces that are, you know, with a central secretary and stuff like that. You get your own office with a placard on it and that's where you meet customers and you do your, you know, you do your, um, you know, your, your emailing and business work and you maybe, you know, things like that before you get to the point of needing office staff and, and all of that where you'd move out to somewhere else. Um, then if you can have a physical office, you, it, it's helpful. And if you can't, just keep it in the back of your mind that that is something you should be working towards because you will rank better in the maps and that that is impactful to your business. And website speed matters as well. So you do want to make sure that the speed of your website is as fast as it can possibly be. So we're going to break a couple of these down and just kind of go a little deep on them to understand um, what we're talking about. So detailed, well-written content. Let's get kind of get into that. Um, so most carpet cleaning companies service 25 to 50 miles, 50 miles, probably a bit of a stretch, but 25 miles or so around, you know, around the, your, your main area. Um, so you should have pages on your website that target each of those, these areas, but they need to be unique back and, and, and there's gotta be a balance. So there's, there's two things you want to take away from, from this. These are writer downers, but, um, you want to have a page for every single one of the, um, the cities that you target, well written about the city, about your services in the city, any you know, any, you know involvement, things like that, because and it's because Google's going to know that oh, hey, ABC Carpet Cleaning has a whole page about doing cleaning services in you know, you know, not just in San Antonio, Texas, but the surrounding communities of San Antonio, Texas. Each one of them has their own page. They must service that area. You're teaching the algorithm all about all about that as well. And you want to make them unique because it used to be there's there's some some website ranking companies that still do this where they'll grab one page and minus switching two or three words out on it. They they generate 500 pages of of city and neighborhood content and on your website. Google's caught on to that. So if you've got five pages on your content about who you are, what you do, and you've got 50 pages on your content about the service areas they're going to de-index those. They're going to 
suppress those, that you're not going to get any credit for that. And in fact, it's going to harm you. Now, if you've got 25, 30 pages of good content about the services, you've got blog posts, you've got good content. We'll talk a little bit deeper about that as we go forward as well. Now you've got more room to do these city pages because now the balance is looking well as well. So now, again, you're hitting an algorithm, you're hitting a bot, and you're, you're, you're thinking your way through this, right? And you want to have unique content about that city, about your services, maybe even tell stories about a client you've serviced in that city, things like that. So you can, you can tell case study stories and stuff like that. Um, you want to be able to sell your visitors on your services, and you want them to contact you. So it can't just be these useless garbage pages content nowadays run like the algorithms and ai are getting so smart that not only can they determine if you wrote it by ai nowadays so you got to be really careful about that you don't want to just be using chat gpts or any of these tools just to fill up your con your website with a bunch of, of fluff because there is ways easy ways to detect if it was ai written content or not um but they're using Google's deep brain and all of these things are way smarter than chat GPTs. They've had them for years longer and they know how to determine content on your website, whether it's um, well-written and informative or whether it is just lean and, and just, just trying to be there for ranking. So you actually want a page that holds up is well-read moves people through it. So not just a block of content, you've got bullets, you've got checklists, you've got, you know, pictures, things like that. You might have a video of the owner, anything that's going to, oh my God, they engage with it because their engagement counts as well. So you, that's the other reason why you want well-written content. Um, and every service you offer should have its own page. Google does not rank one page for 20 things. Google looks at the page, determines by a bunch of technical aspects, what the title is, up in the in like the actual coding, it's called the meta title, the meta description, the headings, the H1s. And if you remember the days of if you if you still use Word, Microsoft Word, and like that, I remember kind of writing stuff in school. The H1 headings, H2 headings, H3 headings, all of those have to be related terms to the topic of this page. Google ranks. Um, Google basically is just a topical relevance um, algorithm, and 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 and. Um, database. So SEO is all about topical relevance. So they want to know that your that your page is relevant, that your website is relevant, that it all ties together. You're not kind of going off to left field, um, you know, talking about carpet cleaning. And oh, by the way, I sell a, a you know, a sport nutritional fruit drink. No topical relevance there at all. In fact, it's going to confuse them enough that that isn't going to rank and good chance your main part of your website isn't going to rank. But it can even get off in the nuances of any individual page if you're trying to say on any one page, oh, by the way, we do carpet cleaning, we do upholstery cleaning, we do this, we do, and you want that one page to rank for everything, it's never going to. You're going to have a home page that ranks for your core service keyword. And then you're going to have individual pages on the website that target the actual individual services, a tile and grout page and a pet urine page, a upholstery cleaning page, an area rug cleaning page, a wood floor cleaning page, um, any of those services that you do. If you do ozone, odor, deodorizing, anything like that, you're going to want pages of those. And you're going to want these pages to have, you know, some people say a minimum of 500 words. We're finding that to compete a thousand to 1500 words on the page, well-written. You're going to want to compare against your competitors that are ranking locally and then go broadly, go to bigger cities and see who's ranking and, and what that's all about. There's, there's really cool tools that you can do a little bit of keyword research and, and competitor research. 
and you want to see what the top five or 10 businesses in and around these different markets are, are doing, and you want to make sure that you're matching the best. So it's okay to spy on competitors, take some lessons from them. So you kind of want to get, get good at that. So the whole content conversation we're talking about has been boiled down by Google into something they now call eat. And they added an extra E because look at like even there, this is right from Google's search um, central blog. So you can go look it up on Google search central and it's all about um, their adding in December of last year. So we're coming up to not quite a year ago. They added an additional eat or an E to the, sorry, an E to the eat algorithm. This is now their ranking algorithm. This is the way they determine whether your website ranks, whether your content supports the internet, supports the people that are searching for you or not. So EAT is 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 very, very specific. We'll kind of walk through why they've added the this extra E as well. But I just, just understand that the content on all of your core pages, your homepage, your service pages, your s- service area pages, those are all part pages your website needs. Even your about us, even um if you if you have case study projects sharing project story pages, things like that. You don't want to just show before and after pictures. You want to tell stories and match the algorithm. If you do that, it's supporting your website and you're creating a lot of on-page content that's growing. If you don't do that, you wrote a bunch of content for no reason. So you want to really be thinking the way Google is reading. So the new E is for experience. How much does the creator have firsthand experience in the areas being covered? How the heck does Google know that? How does Google know how the creator of the content has the the necessary experience? Well, that's now becoming the author of the content. So when you're doing blog posts, you have an author page. You know, you even have one of these things called gravatars, but you have an author page connected to your LinkedIn. What are you talking about on your LinkedIn? I'm a carpet cleaner. Here's my carpet cleaning stuff. I've, you know, you, you join carpet cleaning groups on, on social media. They know that you're in groups talking about carpet cleaning and different things like that. They understand that the creator is a business owner. They can check you out on Manta and places like that. Oh, you want a carpet cleaning business. Wow. You definitely have firsthand experience on the topic, topic, topical relevance on the topic or subject matter. Um, um, you're a subject matter expert. That helps build some of your authority as well. Now, how much does the creator have expertise, skills, and knowledge, right? That is all determined as well by posts that are going out and other information and and comments. You want to be seen as the authority. So your website has to be showing all of this stuff. When Google comes to the website, you have topically relevant content. You're adding new content on a regular basis. We suggest a blog post a week, um, minimum one one a month, but that just slows down your growth because Google uses content to determine who ranks for what. And if you did one blog post a a month, should that be on carpet cleaning, area rugs? Should that be on, you know, if you service six cities, city number one, city number three, like what's, you know, if you're doing one a month, imagine how long that's going to take to build up topical relevance about carpet cleaning in city number three, um, area rug cleaning in city number five, things like that. You want to make sure you're writing those, that content, you're putting it out. Um, and Google's going to look around at news wires and press releases and everywhere they possibly can guest blogs. It's, we're going to talk about a little bit about, about link building, but all of this is part of what Google can, their algorithm can see as well about you. Authoritative, authoritativeness. So what are the reputations of the author and the website and the business? Are they reputable? Where's one, some places Google's going to know that? 
This now ties into your Google Maps listing, your reviews. But if you go look at your Google Maps, like the, it's called your information panel. You type your business name in into Google, it should pop up an information panel about your business. That's your Google Maps listing, but a whole bunch of other stuff Google's found out about you. Go look at that. They know your Facebook reviews. Um, and uh, um, and it's not called reviews right now. Facebook changed the name of it, but they are reviews in Facebook. And they know your, your, your Yelp reviews and your Angie's list and a bunch of the other places. So should you be on there? Should you be getting reviews on those platforms as well? Because Google, we know Google's looking at all of those. Google loves itself more. So it's going to look, it's going to, the more reviews you get on Google first, the better, but it should be a mix. You should be um, having, you know, 60, 40, 70, 30 kind of idea um, on Google and on other sources as well. Facebook, Better Business Bureau, things like that. And trustworthiness. How accurate, honest, safe, and reliable is the page? Are people coming, reading, sticking around? They're going to determine trustworthiness on that. Is the content um, make sense? Uh, that, that kind of idea. So it's a little bit of that AI algorithm again, but it's all tying it all together. As you can see how your Google Maps listing, your your reviews from customers, your social media, what's happening on Facebook and Twitter and people tweeting out about you, um, any, any, you know, any links and any, any associations and, and directories that you're linked on. Google's pulling all of that together and making a determination on every page of your website uh, where it fits into this EAT algorithm. And then it's layering on top of that when people show up, do they bounce or do they stick around, right? So... The new E, for example, is is um, as, right from Google's own quality rater guidelines. Consider the extent to which the content creator has the necessary firsthand life experiences for the topic. So um, I'll pause here for a second, take a screenshot of this. I kind of broke it down a little bit on the last screen, but this is right from Google. Um, so, you know, this is the stuff that you need to be thinking about um, when when adding pages to your website. Does your carpet cleaning page match the EAT algorithm? Does your upholstery cleaning page match the EAT algorithm? Are you bringing in some reviews about upholstery cleaning onto your upholstery cleaning page with a link back to that review on Google to tie the dots for Google, make them, make them test it? If you got another one from Facebook, somebody gave you a great comment, and it's not just a picture of it. It's actually their text and a link back to that Facebook post about how great you were doing their area rug on the area rug page. Think of it in those terms. Think of how deep you can go because, again, this is not a one and done. This is like, let's, let's, let's layer this. Do you got FAQs? Do you know what questions people are asking in your space about all of the, like about all the different services you provide? And can you give answers to those on the carpet cleaning page, the area rug page, the pet urine page? We know all the questions people ask about these things. Can you put, can you give some information, show a little bit about your business, get them to stick around, have a video from the owner saying, Hey, thanks so much for stopping by. I want to tell you all about our, our area rug process and, and the shop that we've got set up here, our area rug care studio, or we do it in your home. If you're, if you don't have the, the studio space yet, things like that, here's, here's what we do differently. Here's why we do it, stuff like that. Um, and you know, check out the page and, and look for some questions and stuff like that below. Right. So, um, if you have any questions, you know, dive down below. So, um, so if you've got all of that kind of stuff in place, that's, you know, on these pages, that's what you want to be thinking about. Okay. Number two, um, irrelevant and low quality links pointed back to your website um, can actually hurt you. That was part of that penguin update. So we had Panda. I don't know why Google likes their animals. Panga, um, Panda, penguin, 
They had a hummingbird update and, you know, all kinds of different barnyard animals. But these are as they're updating their algorithm over the last couple of years. But they do it all the time. And sometimes there's these minor updates. Sometimes there's an entire throw, you know, throw baby out with the bath of water and start again. And it's a matter of listening to Google. It's sort of like, I mean, I'm a little bit of an economy nut. And I like listening to um, Jerome Powell and stuff like that. I know kind of crazy. Um, and because it's not it's not the CPI information that comes out. It's the um, press conference afterwards and dropping hints. Right. Google does the same thing. They don't tell you straight up. They they drop hints of what they're doing, but they will never tell you what the algorithm is. But they'll drop hints. Sometimes they drop hints to throw you off. Sometimes they drop hints to give you the right direction. And being an SEO company and, and a digital marketing company, we tie into some of the world's best digital marketing agency owners and best SEO tacticians. So our own information and what we're thinking, plus what hundreds of thousands of other websites are proving happen. And when the, the change happens and these ones stop ranking and these ones go up in ranking, there's some, dis, you know, some ideas that can be got from that. And then all of a sudden you adjust and yeah, I was right. Like that these hints meant this way. And it's always about being as clean as you possibly can. Try not to be scamming and spamming it because that's what they're catching better and better and better at those scammy backlinks before, like we're talking about here. Um, it's, you know, it's now, it used to be all about getting links but now it's all about the quality and the relevancy of the links. So you do want people linking back to your website because that's a vote of confidence that you have good content. So you want them linking to the homepage, but you also want them linking to these blog posts and these, um, these case study customer stories. And you want to, you know, so can, you know, do you have content that's linkable first and are, are, do you have people linking back to your website? Um, so you want to actually review your link profile and then have any of those bad links removed if you can or disavowed, right? That is one thing you're going to want to do. So there's a lot, you can look up YouTube on, um, you know, or anywhere else where we're in a world now where you Google and YouTube to learn stuff and how to um, generate your own link profile. There's some tools, some free, some paid tools to generate a full link profile of your website. What backlinks are coming to your website? Um, it's something we always do with, with, with clients. And when we're doing, um, discoveries with clients and to see, you know, anything we can help with stuff like that. It's just part of the mix because again, you can do a whole bunch of good work, but if you've got a whole bunch of spammy links pointing at you, no amount of good work is going to help. Right. Um, and you want to make sure you diversify those links and the types of sites they're on and stuff like that. And we'll get into a little bit of what types of sites are actually good to get links from and how you can go about doing that um, in a few minutes here. So, so yes, yeah, so you just want to make sure you know what links are coming to your site, where they're coming, and how to get more of them, and how to get rid of the crappy ones. Again, the real physical office. Um, part of this um, pigeon update, another one of these animals, um, kind of brought that in. If you think about it, Google Maps was designed as driving directions originally. Then they allowed service businesses to come in. It, and then the service businesses all put their address. And then they said, wait a minute, that's out of your house. We don't want people coming to your house. You're going to have to make that a service area business. A service area business says, Google says, I know where you are because I, I had to verify you. But you're hiding your address. And you're now telling me you service this big area. Right? But... There's other guys right here, and again, um, 
carpet cleaner near me, search, search terms like that. Google knows that people are looking for people nearby. So that five to seven mile radius still fits in their map algorithm. So they still know where you are. Doesn't mean if you say, oh, by the way, I service all of the United States, as an example, that you'll rank all over the United States. You're still going to only influence a small area. And what we've actually found is for whatever reason, depending on your competitors in the space as well, if you've got competitors that have a physical office and you don't, one of the, like, again, there's a bunch of, there's 27, 28 major ranking factors. Some of them are more weighted than others. Reviews are weighted pretty heavily, things like that. Proximity is weighted pretty heavily, but there's all these different um, points that that change all the time. But again, that we determine are are the ranking factors. And one of them is is um, is is based on the fact of whether you have a physical office or not. It It's not hugely weighted if your competitors don't as well. But if you majority of your competitors or part of your competitors do, you'll notice in the in, 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 in the search rankings that the ones with an actual office tend to show up higher um, in, in the in the Google Maps listing as well. So and it, Google Maps ties into your website SEO. It pulls all the two together. Um, so it does help in a lot of other rankings as well. Um, your primary address um, in the local maps listing what we mean by this is if you search, if you go onto Google right now and just search the name of any town, you're going to see a little red line, a jinky red line. It's going to up and down and in and out and around. That is what Google determines is the city limits. Whether it's right or wrong, that is Google's determination. And if you see that little red line and you've got an office just outside of it, one street outside of it, the wrong side of the street outside of it, Google does not think in its algorithm that you live in town, that your business is in town, right? So if somebody types in um, carpet cleaners near, you know, Waco, Texas, and you are in Waco, Texas, but if you actually look at it, this little industrial area where you are is actually carved out and you're slightly outside of it, um, your prox, you do not show up in that search as easily as all the other businesses, competitors, that are within Waco, Texas. So, and for example, say you were a town away from Waco and Waco is your biggest market. It would be better to actually have a physical address near the suburbs and where your ideal clients come from near there in, in like, again, one of those rental offices and something like that, or the back of a, you know, three to 500 bucks a month in a, you know, back Bay warehouse, um, or of a, of a, you know, a, a, a shop of some sort or whatever, that kind of idea. Maybe there's somebody that repairs prosthetic legs and has a Bay free that you rents to you, things like that. You can put signage up, all that stuff, put a mailbox on the door. Um, you can you can create sort of a place where, where you have you know you do your area rugs. There's a desk. Somebody can sit there and answer the phones. We're in a virtual world. We doesn't mean we have to, but it is a place where you physically can meet somebody and stuff like that. No different than a lawyer having a remote office in another town where he meets people. That counts as a physical address as well, right? So um, Google understands those kinds of nuances a little bit, but we got to be able to prove it to them. That would be worth worth thinking about as well. Um, so. Again, anybody who had a fake address, mailbox, et cetera, um, UPS stores, things like that, um, and um, any of those 
those really virtual offices. You pay 15 bucks a month for a mail slot, that kind of stuff. You cannot walk through and physically prove that you actually have an office with signage, even if it is just a desk and a computer in a, you know, in a shared workspace. We live in 2023. Shared workspaces are allowed, but you've got to, you know, you've got to have something that shows that, that you, if they ask you to do a physical walkthrough, you're still going to pass the mustard. Right. Um, so work from home and um, that, you know, need to be hidden. And it is just a little strike against you. So um, anyways, I think I beat that one to death uh, enough. Um, site speed matters. Lots of tools out there that can determine your site speed. Um, just this is this is an easy one because your your website needs to load fast on Google and it needs uh, on, sorry on desktop and on mobile. Right. Because Google knows that 60, 60 percent of people start a search on mobile. If you actually go look at your Google Analytics studies and stats, you'll notice that you probably have an equal distribution of people on mobile devices and people on desktop. It seems weird. We all think everybody's on mobile. But what they do is they actually start their search there. And then when they want when they actually oh, these guys seem interesting, let me go check them out. You know, unless they're just ready to call, ready to call, they're doing a little bit more research. They'll open it up when they get back to the office or they get home on their laptop on a on a larger screen to see it better, right? So if it's emergency and immediate need, you know, emergency flood restoration, you know, emergency key lock services, things like that, um, yeah, maybe, right? The dog, they came home at the end of the day, the dog crapped all over the carpet, had an anal blowout from, you know, eating something, you know, in the home while the homeowner wasn't wasn't there and that's an emergency. They're not probably going to their desktop, right? But most people plan things a little bit farther ahead. You need the site speed. You need um, you need to get that that going. So you want to check your site speed. One place would be developers.google.com speed slash um, page speed slash insights. So I'll pause for a second, take a screenshot of that if you want, but you want to double check your site speed. Um, it is one of those things that is, why is Google put it in the algorithm? Think of it yourself. Do you like going to a site that if you, hey, I want to go learn about this thing. I want to go check out this business. I want to go, you know, read this post, whatever. And then you you go to the website and you wait and you wait and it slowly starts to load. You're gone. You're out of there, right? You you give it a few seconds. You're out of there. So it's got, it's it's sort of like how fast to the first impression. And then as you scroll, how, you know, how things are, are, are rolling out that way. So there's ways to think about increasing your site speed. A bunch of this is going to be a little techie, but you want to enable compressions, minify, minify um, your CSS and your JavaScript and your HTML, reduce redirects, um, remove render blocking JavaScripts. Again, very techie stuff. What I'm getting, what, what, what I'm getting at here is like even image optimization. A lot of people upload these massive images. Well, the website trims them down to this side, but the actual image, if you click on it, is still massive. Well, that takes a long time to load. You actually want the image to be um, made smaller and optimized for the size it is. So if they click on it, it goes no bigger than that. And in the right format, certain formats are better than others. Web, um, WebP, um, 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 extension versus JPEG versus PNG is actually better knowing these little things. So ultimately, if you build a website, if you do it on sites like Wix and um, Weebly and GoDaddy and any of these sort of free site builders and stuff like that, um, a lot of them, you know, um, and other platforms don't have the tools built in to actually reduce reduce this stuff. If you're running on a WordPress website, WordPress is um, pretty much the, the largest website building platform um, for companies that build websites and stuff like that. They have plugins and tools that will do all of this. Um, WP Rocket, um, 
Nitro Pack. Uh, there's a bunch of them that actually will go through the website and help do all of this. And then you can run another test to see how much it caught and if you need any sort of technical help from a web dev developer to, to fix some other stuff. But ultimately, the point is you want to understand that your web website speed did, will be a, an impact on your rankings and well big enough that I put it in those 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 major four listings. So so what else has changed, right? So SEO tactics from two years ago maybe not as, as effective anymore. So post Panda Penguin and um, Pigeon era, it's all about the user experience optimization. The user needs to find a page that's easy to read easy to follow, not short. I've got people who go, oh, I just want a little bit of content on my website. You know, no, no scrolling, none of that. You've got maybe what, 100 words? Nowhere near enough content for the user experience to get anything out of it. You can't influence them with your risk reversal guarantees that we talk about. You can't influence them with why you over anybody else, who you are, what you do, what people think about you, um, help answer good, helpful information on blog posts, all that kind of stuff. You can have a short, fast little site that that might help the emergency people we call those landing pages that's best for pay-per-click and things like that when you have a website that is for the people that want to go deep the people that go to your website want to know a lot more about you and they if they come and they bounce away right away because the user experience is bad the layout is bad it's not telling a story as they roll down it's not in an organized fashion it doesn't have the right words on it it's not targeting specific keywords on the page again the user doesn't know that but google knows that's why i served it up they came here they read it they watched the video they downloaded the pdf they did whatever they, you know they they engaged with the page they clicked and went to another page as well that you suggested for more information about that thing you might want to learn more about a b or c yep i want to learn more about c now they're on your website for a while that length of time on page is actually known by google as well so um and that's part of this the click through rate so how many people see your page being offered by Google and click through. That is your title tag. It's got that title tag actually has to be written in a salesy way. It's with the keywords in it, but it's got to be written in a compelling way. Like think of um, writing classified ads. I don't know if you guys ever stayed up till three o'clock in the morning and watched Don LaPree talking about, you know, tiny classified ads that will, you know, make millions of dollars because of what you're selling. Well, classified ads are a headline and a little blurb of text that needs to cause something to happen. That's what your title tag and your meta description is because that is what shows up when you search in Google for, you know, an area rug cleaners near me. There's going to be a listing of websites and stuff like that. The Google ads are just tiny classified ads. And then when you come down to the websites, you've got a headline and a little description. That's your title tag and your meta description. And again, what causes people to click through. You've got to think those out. Does it got the right words in it that Google put you in the listing? Does it fit all the other stuff? But is it also influential? Is it causing more people to click? Um, scroll rate and time on page. Are they going boom and jumping out? That's called your bounce rate right here. So are they actually scrolling? Are they stopping and slowing? Google's algorithm knows it's no different than Facebook. You wonder why Facebook shows you more of one thing and less of another. If you're scrolling through Facebook and you slow down, they know. They know you slowed down and then sped up. And that that gives advertisers, when we're, we're advertising on, on Facebook for our clients, we, can, we, we know that the algorithm is determining whether somebody slowed down to see that ad and then moved on. That might be a good imaging. But if they didn't click, we got them to slow down, but we didn't get a click. So 
there's ways to kind of influence, hey, we want more people to slow down and then stop. Things like that. Google does the same thing. Time on page, they know. Um, branding is huge for Google. Google loves brands. Every image you upload to your Google um, places, or you should be, should be Google Maps listing. You should be uploading images. You should be creating Google posts. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. All part of your SEO. But every image should have your brand logo, your logo on it. Images on your website should be, some of them, a lot of them should have a logo on it. Um, Google loves brands and logos and they see them everywhere and they can start tying them together to who you are. Oh my God, all this carpet cleaning content keeps having this logo on it. You know, and now, now it gets indexed in the image gallery, which ties into everything else as well. And then the number of citations, reviews, and relevant links. That is the, um, the ranking, some of the key ranking factors going on right now. So new SEO formula, figure out what's most important. What are the most important keywords on your service, service area? And the search volumes. That this is a few more factors to consider in in this um in the in, in the flow here. So how do we know what keywords are important? Well, you got to do keyword research, or you got to pay somebody to do keyword research for you, or you got to find somebody or know somebody who does keyword research because it could be as different as 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 subtle as um, carpet cleaning companies versus carpet cleaning services. Carpet cleaning services you know, nationally might get in the last time I checked eight, nine, 10,000 searches a month. Carpet cleaning companies get 60,000 searches a month nationally. So what's your local market like, right? So did your page target carpet cleaning companies or services as the primary keyword? Title tag, meta tag, H1 headings, and throughout the content related terms around that, but really focusing on the term companies versus services as an example. So you want to know the search volumes. Um, so you can use tools like Google Keyword Tool. That's inside the Google Ad Planner. Um, WordStream, SpyFu, Google AdWords. Um, you want to set up a great website with unique pages targeting those keywords, right? And you want supporting pages. So there's certain pages. You can have 10, 20 supporting pages over time. We call them blog posts that support the carpet cleaning page, that support the city page, that support the area rug page. So as your site grows, you've got relevant related content that relates to that service and links into that page. So you're creating internal linking as well, right? So a page for each service, every city, and then you can even start talking about neighborhood pages. But again, be very careful. You don't want to have every city, every neighborhood when the rest of your website is very, very lean. You want to make sure you keep that balance in mind, like I mentioned earlier. Um, you want to optimize your website for user experience. We talked about that. You want them to stick on the website. Um, optimize your website for um, for the SEO, the on-site optimization. What does that really mean? It means your navigation set up properly. There's a bunch of technical stuff where you want to make sure that you've got links going in the right direction, like uh, a page that supports your carpet cleaning page that's about that. Maybe it's a um, maybe it's a project. Maybe it's a, a project that you did like a before and after pictures and a whole story about Mrs. Jones and her dog peed all of the carpet. Granddaughter's coming, you know, to visit for the first time in five years from Europe. Needed to get it all done. Tell that story. Show the pictures, right? It's It could be Mary Jones or Mary J, right? It doesn't like you don't have to give out all the names, but you can tell the story in the city she was in and the service she got, why she did it. That's a better page than just a gallery of before and after images. Now you've created a nice piece of content. It's 
you know, over 500 words, we go for 750 to 1,000 words for that kind of thing. Tell a nice story, what you guys did, what she thought of it, get a review from her or a feedback, you know, on a feedback survey, put that on, hey, and what did she think? And now it's your turn, try it yourself. You know, you can try her services out, blah, blah, blah. That's a good page. Well, that page should anchor to and link to your carpet cleaning services because that's what the page is about, right? And it could also link to the, the you know, the city the or the neighborhood that, you did it in. So now you've got two links inside your website to higher up pages. That is part of the on-page optimization stuff that you need to think about. And then you need to build out your authority off-site. And you want to track your results on all of this. So let's talk a little bit about keywords because we did mention keywords. Um, again, I'll pause here, take a screenshot of this if you want, but carpet cleaning, just carpet cleaning um, um, and related terms, right? Words with your city in front or behind them are helpful. Um, people will also, add-ons will also use near me. So they could do San Antonio carpet cleaning near me, right? They might just do carpet cleaning near me. But some a lot of people still put the city or, or the neighborhood, um, what it's called by in, in Manhattan, for example. Um, people don't type in New York City when they're looking for something in Manhattan. They type that Manhattan, a lot of times they'll even go right down to, you know, um, Soho and Battery Park and, you know, Upper East Side, Upper West Side, stuff like that, because they know they're looking for somebody who services definitely in that community, like that neighborhood, right? So some people look for family oriented, green certified, recommended, residential, affordable, reputable, top best, top rated, free estimates, free quotes, all in conjunction with these types of keywords. So this is just sort of like a, a general starter list. Um, once you start developing out keywords and all the different options and, and stuff like that, you'll realize that there's thousands of supporting keywords that become part of what we, what we call keyword clusters. So it's good to know the keyword cluster of a page, the focus keyword, and then the clusters around, because then you can pepper those extra words in. If you go into Google right now and type in cannoli restaurants near me, back in the day, if that website did not have cannoli as a, you know, blah, 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 um, Google wouldn't know. What is Google going to show you now? All the Italian restaurants around you, right? Google's smart enough to go, oh, cannoli, Italian restaurants near, like it's, it's, it's thinking, right? It's digitally thinking. What do you mean by this? It happens in carpet cleaning and home cleaning services and all that stuff as well. So you got to pay particular attention to the keywords and you're not putting all these keywords on one page. Your whole website needs to start ranking for these. But of course, the upholstery cleaning page, the furniture cleaning page, that's the same page, right? Upholstery cleaning, furniture cleaning, chair cleaning, couch cleaning. But you might also, um, you know, best ways to take care of a silk chaise lounge. That is a great, you know, blog post, right? Um, you know, how San Antonio residents, um, how a San Antonio resident saved her silk chaise lounge. And then a story about it, another supporting page for your upholstery cleaning page. See the way that ties together? Hopefully I'm giving you some, dropping some nuggets here that you got kind of understand. You've really got to think deep. It seems like a lot, but that's, you know, that's, you. if you want to rank organically and dominate and become the best known cleaner, SEO, maps, and website are a big part of it. So um, on-site optimization, strong website with good content, good user experience. 
um, leverage multimedia to improve the time on page, have videos, show them, you know, people before and afters and videos and the ownership owner videos talking about what they're doing, um, a, serve, a page for each service, cities and neighborhoods that you serve, quality content that is well optimized. So thinking technical optimization, but well written and laid out well. People don't like just reading gobs of text. So you're breaking it up with little checklists or bullet lists and things like that and headings and subheadings main you know main keyword in the title and the h1 and then relevant keywords in those secondary headings h2s and h3s down the page so um so that you're not just saying the same thing over and over again you've read those pages before where it's like are you looking for you know the best titleless golf balls well best titleless golf balls are what we do and we do best you know like nobody you read that and go this is garbage right but if you can word it in a way where it fits in naturally and then the related words right around that um all are part of those things meta description sells the click that's what i'm talking about as well you put your keywords in but the meta description that's that part again when you when you search for something in google and you look at the websites you scroll down to the websites um you've got the title and then the description that description needs to sell you on clicking to go into there so there's influence there's psychology involved in that so you want to make sure that happens because that's that click-through rate people are clicking on you now you're going to rank a bit better name address phone number in the footer with schema that is um again a bit of technical term but you want to make sure if you've only got one location it's in the footer of your entire website if you've got multiple locations you, you have multiple location business you've got two or three offices in different towns around on one website you don't want the schema on the, in the footer you don't want your name address and phone number schemaed in the footer of every page you want to have um you want to have uh actual location pages and and a build out around each location in the website as well because you need to you need to be trying to rank for these multiple offices that have multiple gmb locations and stuff like that so um you want to blog blog ongoing with um weekly updates if you can four blog posts uh, a month and one press release a month is a really good pace to generate internal website signals and then a press release a lot of external signals um ranking signals around the web um, and that's so a media room is really good to have as well. Um, so we've got a unique way that we actually build media rooms so that the our clients are actually the media room that sent out the press release that gets picked up by the local and national um, news outlets and radio stations. Something. They just want good content uh, about how to care for something, how, whatever. But they generate links back to that website, to that media room. So there's other ways to do it. PR Newswire and, and stuff, News Web and um, Reuters and things like that, where they're the media room, but you can pay to send out um, press releases through them as well. So what does this all look like? Here's an example. One of our clients is an example. Um, you know, carpet cleaning Brantford. One of the cities, number one in Google Maps. There's an ad up here. Somebody's paying because they, the Home Depot is, mind you, um, to get an ad, try and get an ad in the three-pack. That'll only show up every so often, but I, I wanted to show that that's, that's the only other way to get in the three-pack, and you can't force it. It's, it's an algorithm, and you have to add an extension into the – you have to be running Google paid ads, um, pay-per-click ads, and then you have to add the extension, and then based on the keyword, they kind of decide maybe they might throw it in or not. But – if you rank number one, lots of reviews, getting most of the calls, number one organic as well. Why? Because the website has all of those principles baked in. It's got title tags. It's got um, the homepage is designed to rank for the main cleaning services. And then inside the services, there's all individual service pages, individual service area pages, um, blog posts and 
press releases and media rooms and ongoing content and stuff like that and really, really deep. And then a strategy to come back and look at every three to six months. Right. You want to look at it every three to six months, um, run another scan of the content, find if there's some content that isn't getting any clicks, any rankings. Is there ways to blend content together? Is any content cannibalizing another piece? Things like that. Are you trying to target carpet cleaning on five different pages? Things like that. You want to make sure that your each page has a specific keyword intent and relative keywords. The ones that support it are under it, pointing up to it, even in your URL structure, you know, elite carpet care, you know, slash, you know, carpet cleaning in Brantford, you know, things like that. Like you want to make sure that even the URL structure is supporting all of this. So there's, there's a strategy behind it. Um, off page. So this is sort of the, you know, 80% of what you do for ranking is on page. 20% is off page, roughly speaking in, in today's world. It used to be the, almost the opposite of that. Everything was about links and off page, but you want to claim and optimize your Google business listing for sure. Make sure it's hundred percent respond to all reviews. Don't leave any review hanging, good, bad, or ugly. You want to respond to reviews. Google sees that as trustworthiness. That's part of the EEAT. They see it. They connect it to the website. All your pieces connect together. You want to be responding to every one of the reviews. You want to build lots of high-quality citations and make sure that your NAP, your name, address, and phone number are consistent. So what's the citation? It is basically your name, address, and phone number somewhere out on the web, right? Somewhere out on the web that's reputable, high-quality. So we're going to actually talk a little bit about what what kind of sources those are just in a second here um, as we wrap things up. But you want to build lots, you want to build lots of real um, reviews consistently because that hits that that trustworthiness of the EEAT, right? So you don't necessarily want to have a hundred reviews and then get no more. It'd be better to get five or ten a month. Right? Check what you, you know, keep up with your competitors, but five or ten a month and grow because Google looks at the review velocity as well, not just volume. If you get a whole bunch at once and stop, a good chance some of those, if not a lot of them, start disappearing because it looks like you did, <coughs> pardon me, looks like you did something once and like possibly a scam. And you want to build authoritative and relative rel, um, relevant links back to your website. So here's what these backlinks look like. Pardon me while I take a drink. If your website is getting links from local directories, better business bureaus, chamber of commerce, um, your local janitorial supply place, um, say, you know, you got charity events, so you got local citations, you got national citations and you got niche citations. You're part of the IICRC. Um, you got your, your link on the carpet and rug Institute and you pay the 25 bucks or 50 bucks a year, whatever it's gone up to now. Um, things like that. You've got, um, um, you're part of the ISSA, which is clean facts magazine is all under that. Um, um, you know, the, the association and those kinds of things. You're on their website. They're going to put a link back to your website. Now those are credible niche, niche links. We're in the carpet cleaning, clean, home cleaning niche. You want to get links from those. National citations are Angie's list, um, or just called Angie now, Judy's book, Yelp, um, Home Advisor, unfortunately, things like that. But all the other ones as well, the old, like, you know, there's yellow pages online and all these kinds of things. Any of the quality ones, you want to make sure there's about 50, 60 high quality ones and then a bunch of other ones that you want to be in. Um, but you want to make sure you've getting getting links from from all of these places. You want to make sure in the data aggregators like Dun & Bradstreet and Foursquare and, and, and stuff like that because those are all links with quality back to your website. You want, if you get the chance to guest blog, you wrote some good content and somebody wants to share that out on their blog, right? Now you got a link back to your website. So if you're writing good content, it's going to get picked up um, and things like that. 
So um, industry associations, we talked about that, local business groups, Better Business Bureau, BNI, Chamber of Commerce, anything like that, charities, um, a lot of charities will, hey, thanks for, you know, ABC Carpet Cleaning for sponsoring us, and there'll be a link back to your website. That's a, that's a backlink. Press releases are great. If you do one a month, you're, you're generating 100, 150 signals around the web, digital signals that Google finds all over the place. Um, that all link back to your website, link to your Google Maps listing, tie everything together. So press releases are a great a great way to to do that as well. Vendors, right? Say for example, you buy from you know certain janitor supply place, or you you went to one of their training classes, and they you know they put you up on their website. Anywhere you can get quality links like that, that just think of that because you want to you know even Facebook posts and sharing stuff out and having links and stuff like that. Somebody else shares it out. If there's things like that, there's just lots and lots of places to think about getting links back to your back to your website. So you want to be thinking about it. This is the point we're trying to make here. Again, this isn't all encompassing. Oh my God, John, how am I going to ever have time to clean carpets or run my business if I have to think about all this stuff? No, this is a strategic conversation and you put some time in it. You put two or three hours um, understanding this stuff. You, you hire somebody to help you with this. And then, you know, you come back and revisit it every three to six months right? Let's, let's, is there any other places we can get links? Hey, hey, anytime you do a charity event, hey, do you guys have a page on that? Yeah. Can I get my link put on that? Cause now you're thinking about it. One business does that. Five others don't. That one business is the one that gets all the links, right? The kind of idea, if you think about it, like there's, if, if you're, if you're actually actively learning to run your business better and better and better every day, your business is growing next year. You're a new year in business and you've grown and you've you've expanded. I've talked to businesses that are 20 years in and they're no different than they were 20 years ago. They just took year one and repeated it 20 times. There's other businesses that by 20 years in, they've reiterated themselves, expanded and grown and, you know, into other industries and just, you know, gone nuts because they've grown their business, learned more, put it in place, maybe opened a new division, did more of that, you know, whatever, acquired acquisitions and mergers and 20 years in, you know, they're in a town of 40,000, 30,000 people and they're a million dollar business because they're not just carpet cleaning anymore. Now they got a maid service. Now they got a janitorial. They bought some out. They built some. They own the janitorial supply house. You know, think of that. There's other people that are in a million, two million population and three million population and they're running a million dollar carpet cleaning business, you know, or, or above. And they're very focused because there's more than enough ideal clients for the services, they don't need to go as wide, right? So there's there's ways to play this game. But if you understand the game, now now you can grow your business. So um, this is an example of, you know, for example, again, um, cleaning, carpet cleaning Branford, we did this. What's causing these people to show up? Um, and even this three best rated, which is a directory, um, what's causing them to show up? Well, they've claimed and verified their maps listing. Had to have, or they won't show up. No spam in the company name. They didn't try and put in fake names, right? Um, they can confirm that that is their name if they're ever asked. It is actually on their business listing. Lots of online reviews. Keyword is in the title tag of their business, um, right? So Brantford and carpet cleaning, there's their keywords right in the title tag. This is the title tag. This is the description. That's the homepage. So as an example, those are things that we see. The website is built out with lots and lots of content and, and constantly increasing. You know, I'd say a, bit, a website for carpet cleaners should start with about 20 pages and within a couple of years should be sitting at 150 pages or more um, with those weekly blog posts and stuff like that and just good project stories and just really good, meaningful content, right? You keep an eye on it. If, if some of the pages aren't working, you, you adjust them, you tweak them, you, you play with them. That's just a good content plan. Make it valuable to the people that are, are going to read it, but it also shows up, you know, how to get a red wine stain out of my carpets. 
Well, if you've got a page on that or a blog post on that eventually, and that person's in and around the Brantford service area, Google is going to serve that page up in the search engine results as well. It's not going to show the map listing because how to get rid of red wine stain sounds more like a intellectual search, right? A research. So they, they probably won't show the maps listing because that's really for people looking for a service and Google's trying to make that determination. But boom, you're number one because you're nearby, you're close, and you've got a topic, you've got a well-written page that solves that problem as an example. So solid link profile across the web with consistent SEO work, producing lots of authority signals to your website. So that's, that is what drives results in today's day and age. So again, I like to keep these about uh, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. We got, we hit the hour and 20 minute mark. So key takeaways, right? Other than the fact that, wow, John, that's a lot. And I get that. But what are some of the key takeaways? Understanding how this fits into a best known cleaner program. This fits into omnipresence. This fits into why you put door hangers out and yard signs and wrapped your vans and do paid ads and talk to the carpet stores and the interior designers and the real estate agents. This fits into all of that. This is part of that. It anchors all of that because that's now they see you here. They see you there. They see you everywhere. It anchors that, but it also grows your business organically over time, creates an asset. If you're ranking everywhere for your search terms and getting most of the traffic, most of the phone calls, most of the volume, when you go to sell your business, gets how much more it's worth because you're now you've you're you're the best known cleaner you've built an asset and you're not missing any pieces so thinking in those ways working on your business more than in it so here's some of the key takeaways that we talked about um you do want to you can actually even leverage paid search um to get some keywords so if you're running pay-per-click campaigns there's there's a reason for those again you might not you're not going to get volumes of leads your best leads are going to come from from organic and referrals and we know all of that you got your repeat businesses your organic your referrals and then the paid to add in that those new clients find those new people that are now you can drip on for the and and get the lifetime value of a customer out of them. It's never about cleaning them one and done. It's like, hey, I just ran paid ads. I got 10 new clients this this week. Eight of them, meh, they're okay. They'll probably come back in a year or two. Maybe some of them maybe never see us again. Didn't seem the greatest, but they paid they paid our bill. They, you know, they 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 paid maybe just a minimum charge or slightly above. We did the work for them. We did a great job. We got a review. They're happy. We canvas the neighborhood with with um um door hangers and we put a yard sign and left it behind right that's great two of them are a-list clients they might have only paid a minimum charge this time to try you out the first time but they're on golf course road and they have a 400 or 40,000 for 40,000 that'd be great 4,000 square foot 3,000 square foot home all white off-white carpet all off-white upholstery area rugs and stuff like that and they just needed the entranceway cleaned right now that's still worth the visit. And you got that from a paid ad as an example, or you got that from your organic rankings or whatever. So you want to make sure with, with paid ads, you can get some of that, that extra work, Facebook ads, Google ads, local service ads. And then, but you can also use what keywords are actually driving the most of the traffic and then write content around it. Use that as part of your SEO strategy. Cause now, you know, that those are search terms. Why not start ranking organically for those, for the people that pass by the paid ads, only about 15% of the people stop up there. We know. And, and then, you know, 15 to 20% in that, um, that top area, we know that 75% of the traffic, um, goes down below right? And into the maps and the, um, and the, and the organic listings. So the website listings, so you can get some of those search terms and let them pass right by and find you down there where your competitors aren't. So what are you taking away? 
I always suggest there's always there's a magic in threes. You know, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You you name everything that you know comes in our world that's in threes. There is a magic in threes. There's a magic in setting out three things to do for the day, um, to do your businesses before the sale, during the sale, and after the sale. You have three businesses that you run, and you need to be thinking about growing in three areas at all times, right? Things like that. There's always a magic in threes. So I like to say, what are the three initiatives? that you're going to implement? Are you going to go check your site speed? Are you going to do a content scrape? Are you going to learn about keywords? Are you going to reach out to somebody? What are you going to, what are the three initiatives that you know? Are you going to put more personalized content on your website so they stay longer? Um, what is it? What are the three things you're going to take away from this webinar to, and this training on SEO and rankings and the new ways you need to think about that whole content and eat and authority and expertise on, and that that all of those things that we just talked about is there anything that comes to mind that you're going to take away so write those down right now and while you're writing that down just take a moment it's going to let you know that as we we always do anybody who shows up to these webinars um we have an offer for you at some day it will will be taken away we're we're incredibly busy um but i offer from our team, a comprehensive marketing audit. We do a deep dive into your website, your competitors, um, your organic rankings, your SEO, your keywords, your paid ads, um, and stuff like that. And our team, research team that is researching all of our own clients every, you know, every month, every three months, every six months to adjust our our our, our programs and our and our growth strategies for our clients. That same research team is put to work for you. And then you get on a call with me and we go deep. We talk about a step-by-step -step plan. Doesn't mean we're selling you our services. We're talking about a step-by-step -step plan that you can grow your business. I charge $500 an hour to do consulting. So, um, and I've done that for years. I've consulted franchise networks. I've consulted businesses in related industries and stuff like that on a regular basis. I get hit up for consulting all the time. Um, I charge $500 an hour. You're going to get up to an hour of my time plus um, this whole comprehensive research all done for you so that we can talk about where where do you want to go where are you right now where do you want to go there's your gap how are we going to get there and what's the fastest way to get there and some of it is what you're doing on your own outside of anything digital we can show you what the digital piece looks like but are you also mailing your database are you also picking up the phone and calling are you are you checking in with your client your best clients every three six nine twelve months are you you know are you doing a client reactivation campaign you know things like that what are all these things are you are you are you um becoming really close friends with um um business friends with uh with people that can uh, generate um referrals referrals for you referral for other business owners and and again those interior designers and carpet stores and and um real estate agents and maid services and all that and even going outside of that like are you doing that we'll talk all about that to see where the lowest hanging fruit is to grow your business keep it survive and thrive during any slowing down of the economy and be the best known cleaner that sticks around so if that sounds interesting to you um then you can always hit us up, carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash schedule. Um, you'll book a tentative time in my schedule, and then you'll hear from Krisha that's on the call here. She will, she'll will she need to get a hold of you first, or that, that appointment doesn't stick because we need that background information to run the research. So if you're at all interested, if you're, again, listening to this on replay and it's still available, go check it out, see if it's there. Um, but we shut that down from time to time when we're just head down working on onboarding and and, and building out. Um, some of our new clients that are uh, that are coming on sometimes it comes in waves like any business um so but right you know we've got openings right now to have um these conversations at least and see if you know in a future onboarding if there's any room for you or 
just can we help you start your journey and maybe you can come back and think about us down the road. So carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash schedule is where you'd want to go. So we're talking about the best known cleaner. This is part of the series. Hopefully this was valuable. I know it goes a little techie, but some of you got the tech. Some of you went, well, that's way over my head. Understand the fact that all of this is important. Without it, you never have it. You will never rank. It doesn't just happen. There is a science and a, 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 a mathematical precision and an influence in, in psychology and marketing that causes these things to happen. And when you get it right, it builds an asset for your business that, that, you know, that rises like, you know, all, all, you know, rising tide lifts all ships. You can rise that, that tide and lift, lift all of your, the strength of your business over time. If you're putting this, this framework in place and thinking about it and having it all tied together properly. It's not just any one thing. It's a myriad of things working for you. If anybody of you need to, uh, you want to reach out to us, you know where to do it. Carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash schedule. Hopefully you found this 90 minutes valuable and uh, we look forward to seeing you on one of the upcoming webinars and be sure to tell your friends, um, anybody else in the industry to, to check some of our stuff out. The book's on Amazon. You can go to our website and see lots of great training videos and case studies and all kinds of cool stuff. So thanks again for stopping by. Appreciate it. And we will catch up with you guys next time.